This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 89 is going to be from John chapter 17 and verse 11. Jesus desires his disciples to be one. John chapter 17 and verse 11 reads, Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. You see, Jesus desires his people to be one. But in the world today, there are so many divisions that divide people. We're divided by so many things in the world. When Jesus said that he wants his disciples to be one. But the world says you can be any of any denomination that you want to be of. You can be divided by creed. You can be divided by name. You can be divided by so many different things. And we have so many different denominations in the world that we are so divided that this world, even though so many people claim to be Christian, now let me tell you right here and right off the bat that not everyone that claims to be Christian truly is. The dividing line between somebody that claims to be Christian and a person that truly is a Christian is whether or not they truly go by the word of God. In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, the Bible says, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Only those that are doing the will of the Father are truly one in Christ. And so all these people that claim to be Christian, but they do not want to live by the word of God, they are actually not Christian. I know that's something that is hard for us to swallow as a people today, but just simply claiming to be Christian does not qualify you as being Christian. Jesus desires his disciples to be one, even though there are so many denominations in the world. But are there truly that many denominations in the world? Jesus said he came to build his church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. His church. If we're not a part of his church, then we're a part of the wrong church. We need to be one. We need to come together and unite under the word of God and study it to truly find out what God wants for his people. Because Jesus prayed for oneness in his believers. In John chapter 17... In verse 11 is the first time that we see it. But reading on in John chapter 17, reading verses 21 through 23, we're going to see this concept again. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you have gave me, I have given them. That they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. So several times throughout these three verses here, 
Jesus repeats over and over and over that he wants us to be one as he and the Father are one. They are one in thought, they are one in purpose, and they are one because Jesus only taught those things that were pleasing to the Father. In John chapter 8 and verse 29, it says that he only did those things that please the Father. You see, that's how he was one with the Father. Jesus prayed for it so many times through this. In verse 21, it says that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be one in us. In Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27, and in Romans chapter 6 verses 1 through 7, we see a concept. The only way that we can get into Christ is through baptism. So how can we be one in Christ if we've never been baptized into him to begin with? You see, it would not be possible. So all the people in the world that claim that you can be Christian without being baptized, not only do they go against what Jesus himself says in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be condemned. But they're going against the very words that Jesus prayed in John chapter 17, verses 11, 21, 22, and 23. One in us. The only way that we can get into Christ is to be baptized into him. So we have to teach the same doctrines in order to be one. We cannot teach multiple different doctrines and say that we're one in Christ because Jesus only taught one thing. He taught what the Father wanted him to say. That is the only thing that he has ever taught. He never did anything that would not be pleasing to the Father. So if we're going to be one in Christ, we also have to teach as Christ also taught. That means if Jesus taught baptism was necessary for salvation, then we also need to teach baptism necessary for salvation. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21, the like figure one to baptism doth now also save, not the putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, Peter understood That in order to be one with Christ, you have to teach baptism because that's the only way to get into Christ. And so he taught in his letters, the like figure one to baptism doth now also save. In John chapter 17, verses 21 through 23, Jesus is pleading with us that we are made perfect in one that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me, that they may be made perfect in one. We have to be made perfect in one if we are going to have the oneness that Jesus wants. Paul understood this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Remember that Jesus, back in John chapter 17 and verse 23, prayed that we may be made perfect in one. 
And Paul reiterates this, that we need to be perfectly joined together. And he tells us how to do this in the same mind and in the same judgment. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In order to be made perfect in one, we have to have the mind of Christ in us. That means that we have to teach the same things, we have to act the same ways, and we have to do the same things as Christ would do in order to be made one in Christ. This is how Jesus was one with the Father. Again, in John chapter 8 and verse 29, he always did those things that were pleasing to the Father. This is how he was one with the Father, perfectly joined together with him, in the same mind and in the same judgment. If the Father said that Jesus needed to do this, then Jesus did that. If the Father told him to say something, then that is what Jesus spoke. He was one with the same mind and in the same judgment as the Father. And this is how we are to be. But so many denominations have so many different doctrines today. How can we be so divided and be one like Christ wants us to be? In Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18, it says, Come, let us reason together. We need to come and reason together so that we can get on the same page and believe what Jesus believed, teach what Jesus taught, and act like Jesus. That's how we are perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And Paul pleaded with the brethren at Corinth to be this, to speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you. Stop dividing yourselves. Stop saying, I'm a Paul, or I'm of Apollos, or I'm of Cephas, or I'm of Christ. And get together and teach Bible doctrine and Bible ways and believe what God wants us to believe and go into all the world and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, that should be what we are doing. We need to get together on this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 11, the Bible says, Finally, brethren, farewell. Become complete, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Finally, brethren, as he closed out his letter of Second Corinthians, he wanted them to remember this. Be complete. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete. It's only when we understand that the word of God is the only thing that is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that we are going to be complete. We need to put away man's doctrine. We need to get out of the habit of sinning. We need to get in the habit of learning what God wants for us through his word and understanding that it's profitable for us and can make us complete, but it can only make us complete when we learn to study it. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And then the second part of this in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 11, finally, brethren, farewell, be complete, be of good comfort. When you understand the word of God and you are complete and you have received everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue, according to Peter, then you can have comfort in your life, understanding that you know the truth. In John chapter 8 and verse 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And then once you're of good comfort and you understand the truth and you know the truth and you have become free, then you can become of one mind. Because the Word of God only teaches one doctrine. The Word of God only teaches how 
we are to live according to Jesus. Once we understand how to be complete and we're of good comfort and we allow Jesus' mind to be in us, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, then we can live in peace with God. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto God. When we are approved of by God, then we can have peace from him and the God of love and peace will be with you. When we're complete of good comfort, of one mind, and live in peace, then God will be with us. But if the, if it's only then that God will be with us, then he's not going to be with us if we're not of one mind. As long as we continue to keep dividing ourselves into so many different denominations instead of having the true church, we are not going to have God in our lives. We have to be complete of good comfort, of one mind, and live in peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with us. In Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 16, the Bible says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own Opinion, And this is something that we need to understand very carefully from the end of verse 16. Do not be wise in your own opinion. We need to be making sure that we're studying the word of God for what God wants us to know, not for our own preconceived ideas. We don't need to be wise in our own opinions. We need to cling to what is good. Hold on to it as tight as we can. We need to abhor what is evil. Anything that is evil in our lives, even if we've been doing it a long time, we need to let go of it out of our lives. We need to get rid of it. We need to be kind to one another. We need to honor giving preference to one another. We need not lag in diligence. That means we need to have enough diligence in our lives, and we need to be fervent in the Spirit. We need to love the Lord. And show our love for the Lord by keeping his commandments, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Then in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy, being like-minded, having the same love, being of one mind, of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. If we're going to fulfill the love of Paul, therefore, if any there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy. If we're going to fulfill his joy, 
we have to be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. And then in verse 5, he tells us what that mind is. We have to have the mind of Christ. Jesus desires his disciples to be one. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you.